In this episode of the show, I'm going to talk to you about three golden keys of home recording. That's coming up on Home Music Studio One. Hey, 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 everyone. Dave Maxey here. I'm the host of the show here, the HomeMusicStudioOne.com podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to episode number 31. And this is the place where you can learn to produce professional home recordings, even on an amateur budget. You want to take the next step and join us in the online community to get started today. Head on over to FreeRecordingTools.com. Well, uh, it's good to be back with you. And it seems like it's been a little bit of a jaunt since I've had a recent episode. And so I want to give a shout out right off the bat to several of you who have messaged me, sent me Twitter uh, updates, Facebook comments, email, and wanted to know, hey, Dave, where have you been? We've missed you. I haven't seen any new content in several weeks now. And so, uh, well, truth is, I have been doing more content than ever. And why might you ask? Well, I just released uh, a couple months ago a brand new product uh, called the Backstage Coaching Club. And so I've got many, many, many students from all over the world, uh, part of HomeMusicStudio1.com, and I'm helping uh, you guys just simply walk through the process of creating professional home recordings from A to Z. And so for those of you that are part of the Backstage Coaching Club, uh, you've been getting weekly content in the form of, of lessons with uh, action steps and, and lots of great information every week from me. And so uh, with that said, it's been a little bit uh, more of a challenge for me to get a lot more information above and beyond that. But uh, this week, things are going well. And I've been thinking about you guys, wanted to make sure to get you some great helpful information into your hands so that you can make better recordings. And so today, I'm going to tell you about three golden keys of home recording. And this is actually part of what I've been teaching in the Backstage Coaching Club. It's not everything, of course, but uh, these are three areas that uh, we've covered. And these are three areas that kind of rise to the top when we hit this brick wall of, of producing amateur sounding recordings when our goal is to create professional recordings. So when I say golden keys, what do I mean? Well, let me kind of back up just a little bit. Truth is, you may have heard, hey, what's this one plugin that's just going to fix it all? Tell me, you know, can I master my audio? What setting do I use to master my audio? What microphone can I use to master my audio? And, and we ask, you know, we, we kind of have silly questions like that because the reality is there is no such thing as one silver bullet or a magic bullet in any area of home recording. There is no one plugin that is going to be the end all be all that it's going to be the fix for every recording issue you've ever had. It's going to take your project from uh, amateur into professional just from the click of a button. There's no one anything that is going to be able to do that for you. The reality is we've said this many, many times that the process of producing a professional home recording is actually about the process of understanding that every step of the way, there are many, many, many steps that you need to make and decisions that you need to make uh, properly in order to have the end result sound professional. So there's no silver bullets in home recordings. However, there are golden keys. No silver bullets, but there are golden keys. Why do I say that? Well, a golden key, as I've been teaching in the Backstage Coaching Club, is something that will unlock an area and a whole new level of professional quality in your projects. 
It's not a one size fits all to where it's a, you know, it's just going to complete all your issues. It's going to end all your troubles, all your frustrations, but it is a golden key that will unlock a whole new world that you didn't prior uh, to unlocking it know existed. Okay. So these are, I'm going to give you three of these and there are more, but for right now, I want to deal with the three golden keys in home recording. So let's go ahead and jump right in. All right, golden key number one is acoustic treatment. And this is something I have talked about in past episodes and just the idea that, you know, really it wasn't too many years ago where I used to think that acoustic treatment was just super expensive and it just wasn't something that I could afford in my own home recording studio. And when I got to the place where I realized that that wasn't the case, and even more so today, I'm in a room that uh, not too long ago, I actually created the right way, some acoustical panels dealing with more of the middle and the high range sound. And you would not believe the difference in quality when it comes to recording in a space that has acoustic treatment. Even just a little bit of acoustic treatment can make the world of difference. And so I've talked about the fact that it's, it's much more affordable probably than what you think. But the golden key is this. If you record in a room that has been treated even in a small degree acoustically, you will, uh, you, you'll just find it hard to believe the, the amount of quality that just changing that one thing, the amount of professional quality in your mixes are going to increase substantially just by addressing what is happening acoustically, by getting the room out of the way, even in any amount, if you will, for your recordings. Now, why is that the case? Well, one of the biggest issues that I'm, I'm teaching uh, in the coaching club that we deal with around acoustics is this, this idea of what we would call early reflections. And early reflections are the sound from any source you're putting in your room, your vocal, your guitar, your drum set, your guitar amp. As that sound leaves that speaker, leaves that source, and it hits a wall that is maybe flat and very dense, paneling, drywall, a cement block, a wood floor, when it hits those types of walls and those types of materials, that sound wave bounces. It doesn't typically bounce once, but it bounces many times. And those early reflections in that first bounce tend to run into more early reflections and they run into other places on the wall on the other side. And when you have parallel walls that are uh, a floor and maybe a ceiling that needs treated or two walls that are equal distance apart, you get things called flutter echo. And and, uh, another term you may have heard of would be comb filtering, where you've got lots of cuts and boosts and cuts and boots. Uh, boosts, and those are happening very shortly together, frequencies that are very close together. The reason being is those sound waves are hitting one another, and some frequencies in very short distances and very short amount of time in a matter of milliseconds are being canceled. Some frequencies are being amplified. Some frequencies are somewhere in between, a little bit of amplification, a little bit of canceling. Uh, some frequencies take longer to decay in your room than other frequencies in a room that is not treated. That can pose problems as well. If you hear 2K for slightly longer than you hear, say, uh, 800 uh, hertz, there's a big difference in how you mix, okay? Because of what you're hearing, your room is actually lying to you. So the golden key of acoustic treatment is not just that it's affordable, but that the world of recording in a room where it has been treated, even on a small scale, is amazingly much more professional sounding 
than the room that has no treatment at all and nothing has been done uh, to address acoustic treatment. So what can you do right now? Well, uh, in my effort to uh, to just find some of the best information available in one place, uh, I've come across a, a man by the name of Ethan Weiner. And uh, you know what? Ethan, in my opinion, is Yoda smart when it comes to acoustic treatment, uh, a little literal expert in the field of acoustic treatment uh, in whatever room and whatever space you're using. And he has got some great information that is super helpful. Uh, an article that I found that he wrote uh, and updated actually in July, on July 2nd. Uh, it's in a couple different languages. I think French, Hungarian, Bulgarian. Uh, so I know there's people all over the world that listen to the show. And so uh, I want to encourage you to head on over uh, to homemusicstudio1.com forward slash acoustics. Uh, that's homemusicstudio1.com forward slash acoustics. And that is a redirect link that will take you to uh, one of the best articles I've read by Ethan that will give you just a ton of great information on uh, acoustic treatment, even give you some ideas of how to build your own treatment and how to put those together, what they do, uh, how to build a treatment that actually works, not just looks good. Okay. And so tell you about the materials that are very common in doing that. In fact, I followed some of the things that Ethan talks about and the room I'm setting in now, I used a material called Rockwell, uh, which has some of the same absorbent properties as something that Ian mentions uh, in a rigid fiberglass product, uh, Owens Corning 703. And so uh, this Rockwell is very similar in material, and I've been able to achieve amazing results, measurable results with just putting a few panels up in the, the right strategic spots in order to address those early reflections. And uh, I'm telling you what, you would not believe the quality of your recordings by just doing a little bit of acoustic treatment. Believe it or not, I was able to treat the room from the mid and the high range frequencies. I'm about uh, half to three quarters of the way done with what I need. Uh, I've only spent about $147 right now. And that's a, a DIY project that you just cannot do. You can't buy panels uh, that way and get the results I'm getting for anywhere near that. And so uh, Ian's got some great information. Check that out again. Uh, that's homemusicstudio1.com forward slash acoustics. So moving ahead to golden key number two. Uh, this is something that I've covered a little bit. Uh, in fact, I, I've put together a video that I actually addressed this in quite detail in episode number 30 of the show. And uh, if you want more information about this golden key, go ahead and check out episode number 30 talking about how to get the cleanest audio possible out of your gear. This golden key is what we would formally call gain staging. And there is very few areas in home recording that cost zero money, but can make such a massive improvement as this area of the golden key, one other, another, another golden key in home recording, and that is gain staging. Simply understanding how to set the input recording gain on your preamp, on your audio interface, on your mixer, on whatever gear you're using can drastically change the quality of your tracks almost night and day. Can definitely take you from amateur to professional by just understanding a few small concepts. Uh, one trick that I would encourage you to try is this. Uh, I record often on the Scarlett uh, 2i4 uh, made by Focusrite. It's just a two-channel audio interface, uh, USB 2.0. Great little audio interface. I highly recommend it for affordable home recording. Uh, Two-channel audio face with very quiet internal preamps, and they just sound wonderful for something in its price range under $200. Uh, 
Uh, take your audio interface, if you've got something similar to what I'm working with, plug your headphones into them and turn your headphone amp up until you begin to hear the hiss of the headphones and then back it down just a little bit. And that's going to be about the quietest place that your headphone amp is going to produce out of, out of your headphones. Then begin to take whatever microphone you typically record with or, or one microphone that you record with, plug that into one of your channels and slowly increase the input gain of that channel until you begin to hear background hiss or, or a considerable amount of noise in that input channel. Once you hear that hiss, that noise, that ground floor, then slowly back it down until that lessens considerably or even completely disappears. That is the place at which your volume is as high as it can get and still have the cleanest audio possible. That is one little trick to determine how loud you can get your audio interface preamps in order to still get a very clean sound. If you need more juice than that, you typically need to get more volume out of whatever source you're inputting. Maybe you need to move the mic closer to the voice or uh, closer to your instrument. And that's a simple little test uh, that I go in a lot more detail in episode number 30 of the show. Make sure to check that out and, and I show you exactly uh, what I mean in video, kind of demonstrate exactly what I just explained to you. Check that out for a little more information, a lot more detailed information that I'll include in this episode. Super helpful. And that is the number two golden key in home recording that will literally unlock a whole new world that won't even cost you anything. It's just about using the gear you have to the best of its potential. So the last golden key I want to talk about is something that very easily gets overlooked. Uh, it is a golden key uh, that I have mentioned a little bit in the past, but this is coming up more and more recently as part of the coaching club and as students go through and they have questions about how to do this and, and why does my audio sound the way it does? Why are certain tracks more difficult to mix than others? This is part of the process I'm teaching in the coaching club. And this process is called dynamic production. The golden key of understanding proper dynamics or production dynamics is absolutely paramount. will unlock a whole new world of professional sound in your mixes and in your projects. Now, why, uh, why do I say that? Typically, when we think of dynamics, we often think of what we would call dynamic range. Uh, I've got a course, Dynamic Range Compression. And in that course, I talk about how to create uh, and use compression in such a way that you're getting professional tracks. Well, we're really dealing with the difference in that scenario between the quiet spots volume-wise and the louder spots volume-wise. Dynamics uh, in production is a little different. It's kind of the other side of that coin of dynamics. And it's, uh, it has to do with the, the way your tracks are being played one to another. Uh, we've got the idea that we want to take our listeners on a sonic roller coaster, if you will. We want them to have ups and downs and sonic breaks and in spots where we're just moving them emotionally. We want them to enjoy the ride, not just to be constantly up, 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 or constantly down, 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 or just straight across. Uh, we don't ever want to take our tracks and have every track, every guitar, every acoustic instrument, every keyboard just playing in the same register, uh, say that medium range, playing full chords and just playing full out all the time. And, uh, you know, many times I hear projects that are exactly that. I call that type of production a wall of sound. It is impossible to take a wall of sound where all your tracks have no breaks. Uh, they're not really given taking to one another. They're playing all in the same register with 
You're playing a keyboard. You're using every finger, playing every note you can. You're playing on a guitar. You're playing full chords, power chords on the electric, full chords on an acoustic. You're strumming full out. Those type of mixes will never mix well because they don't leave room. Those individual tracks don't have proper production dynamics. They don't leave room for one another. You need to think of your mix as a pie. And that pie is a whole, but that pie is made up of a lot of pieces. And each and every piece is a fraction of that overall mix. And if you take a larger piece out of the pie, what you have left is is equivalent to what you've removed. In other words, there's never more than 100% of the pie. No matter what slice you take, how big or little, the entire pie is a whole. It all makes up a whole, all right? Basic fractions, okay? So production dynamics is about how do I play my my bass guitar in such a way that I'm working together with the kick drum and establishing that bottom end rhythm, not fighting, not doing fills in such a way that they're competing fills with the toms of the, the, the drum set. How do I play the piano in such a way that I'm not competing with the middle ground of the acoustic guitar? How do I play my guitar in such a way that I'm not fighting against the electric rhythm that I'm trying to play? How do I do that? Do I play in a higher register? Do I play some broken chords, maybe some single notes? Do I just simply pause and not bring in this instrument in certain spots? Do I have appropriately dynamic ups and downs in those tracks, including silence, uh, in, into where all of my tracks equal one whole pie. Uh, one of my mentors uh, who's since passed away is a man by the name of Eugene, uh, who taught me a process that, uh, that he talked about being called the 100% rule. And uh, the 100% rule is exactly this. Uh, everything in my mix, all those individual tracks equal 100% of a completed finished product. If I've got any one track that is that is giving more than 100% while others are not lessening to make room, then I've got a wall of sound, if you will. Trying to mix a wall of sound is virtually impossible uh, to really, just the mix will not fall into place. However, uh, getting appropriately production dynamics and, and creating tracks that give and take to one another, that mix will literally fall into place. It'll be super easy to mix will open up an entire world of quality to you. And so I actually go into a little more detail. I've got a video that I put together uh, that I have uh, addressed to those of you that are, are part of the uh, the online community of the newsletter. And uh, maybe you haven't seen this video yet, but I go into a little more detail dealing with uh, dynamics and production. And you can find that video uh, by a redirect link. Just head on over to homemusicstudio1.com forward slash dynamics. And uh, in that video, I break down the 100% rule and what that looks like. And, uh, and I give you some really super helpful information. I demonstrate what a wall of sound sounds like versus having uh, appropriately produced uh, your dynamics and, and, and what that does to your mix, how that changes. So make sure to check that out again, homemusicstudio1.com forward slash dynamics. Uh, that'll be super helpful to you. And so the last golden key in home recording that I'm going to talk about today is proper production dynamics. So the first golden key is understanding that acoustic treatment will unlock a whole new world for you uh, in treating your room, getting your room out of the way. Number two, just simply understanding how to set the input gains of all your gear going uh, going in and out of, of whatever you're using in your recording chain. Definitely a golden key will unlock a whole new world. And then number three, properly understanding production dynamics, making your tracks work together, not fight one another, and how you play 
the spaces, the volume, the breaks, uh, the silence, all of that. Following the 100% rule is a golden key that will take your mixes up to a whole new professional level that you've not been able to achieve before. Well, hopefully, guys, this has been information that's been helpful to you. Uh, That's my goal. And uh, if you found something of value in this uh, episode, you're not going to find this episode in uh, YouTube. I'm actually trying some things here uh, for the iTunes audience and the the audio feed audience. Uh, You guys love to have information on the go. So I'm going to try to reformat some things. I've done a few experiments in the past. But uh, if you have found this episode helpful, uh, head on over to iTunes.com or just open up your browser in iTunes and uh, do a search for homemusicstudio1.com and go ahead and leave me a five-star written review. That would be super helpful to me uh, and more so to those that are, are looking for this information. It'll help them help them find us better. And then lastly, if you haven't yet joined us in the online community, uh, you can join my Affordable Tips uh, Home Recording Tips newsletter by heading on over to freerecordingtools.com. Again, that's freerecordingtools.com and just throw your email on that list. And uh, just as a thank you from me to you for signing up and being part of the online community in that newsletter, uh, not only will I send you some uh, very super helpful tips just like this one directly to your inbox, uh, I'm also going to send you a copy of my uh, a free copy of my ebook uh, entitled Understanding Compression in the Home Music Studio. And then for those of you that are interested, well, what is the Backstage Coaching Club all about? Uh, I'll send information about the next round when I open registration up again for that class as well. Uh, That'll go out first to those of you that are signed up for the newsletter. So again, head on over to freerecordingtools.com and uh, join us there. Love to see you on the inside. And so with that, I'll leave it there. Until next time, uh, you were listening to the homemusicstudio1.com podcast. My name is David Maxey, and we'll catch you later. (laughs) 